0: Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick, and on this episode, we are joined by uh, P-Dubbs, for Washington. Hello. We are joined by Mr. D. Hello, again. We are joined yeah. by the other man of mystery we have on this podcast, which is, of course, the talented Mr. Ripley. Please stay clear of the doors. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, welcome to the Magic Kingdom that is slightly depressing it's a nice it's a nice sound don't get me wrong but it is ever so slightly depressing um good evening and, thank you and uh we don't have ryan this week ryan is is off sick um so get well soon uh, craig is busy working but in some ways this is the perfect time to introduce the newest member to the After dark podcast family now, she's been a part of the family for a little bit of time with her own podcast, but she has made possibly the worst decision of her lifetime. Time will tell. Um, but joining this podcast and also at some of our other shows that we do on the network, we have Sinead. Hello.
2: Welcome, I mean, if ever, Sinead. Thanks. If ever there was a year for making terrible decisions, I feel like 2020 is the one. So why the hell not?
1: Well, I'm, yeah, uh, I mean, you know... It, it, can it get any worse? Probably not. So... Well,
2: <laughs> Nick, don't say that. There's a lot of months left. <laughs> oh,
1: Just gone
3: up to level four.
1: Yeah, that is that is a good point. That is a good point. But, um, Sinead, obviously, you've heard her on here before. Um, hopefully, you listen to her podcast, The Mickey Waffles. Uh, some of us have been guests on that podcast. Yes, even Craig. Um, so, you've, her voice should be quite familiar to you. And uh, we've been wanting to expand the roster for a little bit. And it's always hard to find somebody who has the same kind of mentality and, and mindset as as we do which i think says more about us than it says about other people but um we were delighted to uh to ask you to come on and obviously even more delighted for you to say yes
2: you seemed very shocked when I was like, yeah, absolutely. And you were like, I mean, you can take a few days if you want. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: It's, I mean, look, it's not a big decision, right? In, in some ways. <laughs> but at the same time, I just thought, ah, she's probably going to you know, want to think about it for a little bit or something. But I mean, the enthusiasm spoke for itself. So, um, you know, delighted to have you on board. And um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for becoming part of our little family.
2: Happy to be here.
1: And of course, Mickey Waffles will continue with uh, the wonderful Kate. So uh, if you want to hear even more of Sinead's dulcet tones, then you can listen to the Mickey Waffles. Right. Now let's start the show as we mean to go on with a round of what is everybody drinking? So as it's your first show, Sinead, what are you drinking?
2: I have got my very traditional Jemison and Coke Zero. Oh.
1: Now I mean Jameson is obviously a very important drink to you. Is it is it you're
2: literally f- just taking a drink? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Is> it <laughs> it would be my uh, tipple of choice.
1: There you that's that's exactly what I was gonna ask you. So you've answered the question for me. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh Mr. Ripley, what is in your glass?
0: Um sorry, my kids' toys are everywhere. I can't help playing with them. Um <laughs> I am drinking out of my haunted mansion tiki mug a gin and tonic.
1: Is that the same uh, tiki mug as seen in uh, the background of a Neil Patrick Harris video?
0: No, because that tiki mug's worth about
1: 500 quid. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, we won't dwell on that too much then. Um, <laughs> Oh, there you go. There's a body face sign you asked me to do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the- oh. That was because you know what I'm gonna say.
1: <laughs> well, I no, don't. There's, there's no guessing. I mean, what what is the tea this week? Is it uh marshmallows and uh, the tears from a virgin cow?
4: No, oh. it is it is the cherry bakewell tasting one again. Oh, very nice. In my uh Starbucks Hollywood Studios mug.
1: I have had a cherry bakewell tea. I was thinking about this. I had um, that when I went to um, the Addison Wonderland tea that I used to do at the Sanderson in London, I don't know if they still do it anymore, but that was one of the teas they did, and that is a particularly good one. So, fair play to you. Um, Mr. D, what about yourself?
3: Um, I'm on the cider. Uh, I got a can of Old uh, which is the kiwi and lime flavor. Excellent choice. And- Cheers.
1: I have got another Camden Hills because I'm still going through the ones they sent me. So cheers, everybody. Oh, listen to that sound. What a glorious sound, right? In that case, it's time to um, have some news.
4: Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater and magical journeys travel here, proud sponsor at the Disney parks and beyond podcast. I specialize in all things, Disney universal and all major cruise lines. Disney
2: cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris, I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater
4: at I make the plans, you make the memories.
1: Right. Um, So this is the news. So does anybody want to put their hand up first?
4: I'm quite happy to go first with the the little bit that I've got.
1: That's what she said. Go on.
4: Um, So Disney Table Service has introduced a to-go option in my Disney experience. So for those table service restaurants that everybody loves, Cinderella's Royal Table, after last episode, um, you can now order through the app. Um, you pick a time slot as to when you're going to pick it up. Um, and pretty much like what you do with the the usual quick service, you turn up at the restaurant at your allotted time and you go away with a three-course meal in this case. So the one that I'm seeing as an example is Sanaa. So you can go and get your your food from Animal Kingdom Lodge, take it back to your room or wherever you're staying.
2: See, that that I guess, because you can get your food and you can bring it back to your hotel room, especially if you're staying there. Would you really go pick up a three-course meal in Cinderella's Table and then trek back to your hotel with it? Like, what are you supposed to do with it?
1: Not only would you not do that, but I mean, as we talked about in the last episode, the food's not even that good the whole point of going there is for a character's experience so when you first said it i was like thinking where would you possibly go but then i thought well california grill probably yeah that's some really good food Um, and like you say uh, you know the one you just mentioned there another place that gets good reviews so i suppose it makes sense um because you're taking this away
4: yeah
1: um are there are there differences in in cost at all? Are we still paying? Um, no,
4: I still prices? think it's I still think it's it's the same because it is it's the same food. They they're charging you for the food most of the time, especially with the ones in the uh, hotels and and things like that. It's not it's not really an experience other than as you say, California Grill, Cinderella's Royal Table. A lot of them are, are kind of the food experience, like Sonar, You're going for the meal, not for the the venue. Yeah, in that sense. These, so yeah,
3: are these only resort restaurants though?
4: Um, at the moment, it seems like they've only introduced Sonar. Um, right. It does seem like it is being expanded. Hmm. Um, I think they're testing, kind of. Well, Animal Kingdom Lodge is one of the few that is fully open yeah. um, at the moment. The ground on top of that, the Grand Floridian reopened today.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, so you might start to see some of the, the Grand Floridian restaurants added as well to that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, the poly's going down, so you won't need to do that. The contemporary, I would imagine, will be added at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it, it seems like it's just Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom yeah. Lodge that's been introduced to it at the moment, but by all accounts, it is going to be expanded.
3: Yeah, so it's essentially like room service, it's going you- you got pick it up yourself. Then.
4: Yeah.
1: Like. I was going to say, it sounds like the most expensive room service. <clears throat> yeah. I've ever heard.
3: Mm. It's a bit strange, but
1: yeah. I, mean, I can't suppose, see
3: where they're going with it.
4: Yeah. I suppose I mean, with with limited space as well at the moment. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, if you've got somewhere that, you know, if there's a particular item of food that, you know, you, you feel you can't live without, so... I mean, I know it's not one of the things that we're talking about, but, I mean, you know, listen to Ryan and the way he drools whilst talking about, like, the pretzel uh, bread at the Cellier or something like that. I know that if he could order that to to go, so he could go back to his room and it, he would certainly pay the money to do so. So I kind of, I get it from, from one thing, but I've got to be honest, does anyone actually enjoy eating in a hotel room? no. <laughs> Unless it's like a Pop-Tart or you know watching P dubs eat about four <laughs> cinnamon rolls in a in a row. Um, I just can't imagine sitting there eating a proper meal in a hotel room.
4: I mean, there's not you haven't got chairs, you've got to eat it on a bed. No, even having takeaway. Like if you go to a McDonald's still feels wrong eating it in a hotel room. Yes.
1: Yeah, about the only thing that I can kind of really tolerate. As being hotel room food is a pizza because you can just throw that on a bed, yeah, and all take it from the bed. But otherwise, yeah, just eating McDonald's laying on a bed just doesn't sit right with me. Pun kind of intended. I so... thought it was an innuendo intended. <laughs> well, that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of see where they're going with it, but I just think it's very. It'll we'll end up it being very expensive uh dining yeah. like food in your in your room. Oh, oh god, even worse. Can you imagine eating it in your car? A free course meal in your car. That's what Taco Bells are for, right? Food for your car. Not like pork tenderloin or something. Or whatever people get from there. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. So it's 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 just rolling out is what you're saying. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that expands. Um anyone want to go next? If not, I will. I've got uh I've got the theme park hours for December for Walt Disney World.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean
0: I mean I've got something if you want me to go.
1: Well let, let me just run through this because I think this might. Potentially upset some people. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Kingdom and and Hollywood Studios uh, will be closed by seven o'clock. Magic Kingdom will open nine till seven. Hollywood Studios ten till seven. Animal Kingdom nine till five. This is the odd one though. Epcot is twelve till eight.
3: Hmm. We've just pushed it back in there, haven't we? Hmm. It was eleven till seven.
1: That's we like. It's a it's a late start for a part, though, isn't it? Twelve. What month is this? December.
0: Oh, December.
1: Christ.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, is that, is that just Future World, though? Or, or, sorry, World
1: Showcase? It did, not, it did not specify. It just said Epcot. It yeah. just says Epcot. So I don't know if um, there'll be different opening times for the different bits. I, I'm yeah. guessing they'll probably try and keep it quite uniform, mm-hmm. really. So I'm guessing that'll just be the whole
3: the whole park. Mean, yeah, I mean, it's... World Showcase always did open later, didn't it? I mean, you know, the front of the park opened earlier, but World Showcase didn't normally open until I think it was 11. Right. Um, except, obviously, Frozen, they opened that early when, when they opened that attraction. Right. But they're uh, pushing everything back, probably because it's getting dark at nights and taking the, you know, there's a lot of dining in, in Epcot and. Uh, you know, they'll have decorations, they'll have holiday decorations, won't they? But you will yeah. look better in the dark.
1: I mean, it's still, uh, you know, people have been complaining about the fact that the hours are shorter mm. than what they normally would be for that time of year. What i saying that, that, that's not strictly true, is it? Because I suppose if they were having uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, the parks would be closing early anyway, wouldn't they? Yeah. For that. True. Magic Kingdom, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. They'd be in fact they'd be closing earlier than seven, wouldn't they? Normally at six, well, I think. I was gonna say yeah. five or
1: six, I yeah. think, is what they close for, for those parties. So
3: obviously yeah. Epcot's normally open until well late. I mean attractions shot at well, eliminations was nine, wasn't it? Yeah. Attraction shot up to nine and then the park would still be open until like ten, half ten.
4: It's mm. intriguing with, with Rasatouille supposedly still ready to open at some point this year. Mm. This year,
0: wow. It was more or or less less go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's very very strange that they've held off on it. Especially as... Well, I mean, we know a new attraction will bring crowds back to the parks, but it's only Ratatouille. You heard it here first. Actually, you know what? We haven't asked... So, Sinead, you're obviously very familiar with Ratatouille, in Disneyland Paris so do you think that this is a good addition to the American parks or you know what's your views on Ratatouille as an attraction
2: I quite like it um I think it's very sweet I think I mean even in the few years that I've been going to DLP it's not quite up to the same spec that it used to be um I have a feeling people will be very disappointed in it I think it might have that initial, oh my god, yay, new shiny thing. But I think people will, will tire of it quite quickly. But I mean, I don't necessarily see the Harriman adding it.
1: No, I I don't. I mean, it, it, you've you gotta imagine where it's going. You
4: it's know, an expansion, it's, isn't it? It's not yeah. it's not like we're going, Oh, look at this great big new thing. This is something that we're just we're just gonna add it to the back of the park.
1: Yeah, and they're not then they've never kind of sold it as an e ticket attraction. No. Rightfully yeah, say. they
2: haven't like they haven't taken away an original Epcot attraction to put it in. It is just an additional thing that they've added. Yeah. So
1: that's what I mean, I, I I I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it will be quite popular for a while, and then the the scene will go off it somewhat because it's not really it's not something it has got a lot of repeatability. Like you know, I'm guilty of going on it far more more often than I would probably consider going on it because of the lack of other things to do than anything else. Um, True,
2: and if you hit single rider right in DLP, you can get on it within like two minutes. So, when I've I think, never I've I've,
1: gone through the queue.
4: And I think DLP no, have got that that added extra of the restaurant, the entire area. Yeah, yeah. I think it's better themed than what they're doing at Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah, there is there is that. So,
1: mm. but yeah, I can't I can't really work out why I haven't just tried to do a soft open or something. You know, the, the, at the end of the day, the, there is a capacity for the parks, right?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's not like they open an attraction and then suddenly you know fifty thousand people try and get in at the same time, because you've got to you've got to request your your day and time. So, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Ripley, you uh, you said you had something. So what did you have?
0: Well, I'm sensing it's a bit of a slow news week this week. Oh,
1: so <laughs> we well, so got some gossip. Okay, you like it.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's not so much gossip. Um, I was sent a script recently um, that a guy is looking to sell to Disney. Um, and it sort of interested me because it sounds a bit like the Kingdom Keepers thingy. Right. Um, who wrote those, by the way?
1: Oh, that was uh, Ripley. It was someone called Ripley. Um, what's... what's his name? God. Riley, wasn't it? Could be. Could be. Mm, it's not quite as uh, a... I'll it. Yeah. Interestingly...
0: Ridley Pearson. Ridley Pearson.
1: There you go. It was close to Ripley. Um What's What's <laughs> interesting about those books as well, I didn't realise this till much later, is the first uh, book in the Kingdom Keepers series is called Disney After Dark. Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And weirdly, he's rewritten them. Has he? Yeah. Oh.
3: So I've got the original. I've got I've got the first one.
4: Yeah, he's ever, rewritten them yeah. to include some more modern stuff in them. Uh, yeah, we got. Um, my wife was
1: quite into them, so she. I'm not sure she had the whole series, but she definitely had the first three or four of those. Mm. So, yeah, they're quite they're quite interesting books. Um and for those that don't, well, actually, do, do you want to explain, Chris, what it, what it is? What this script? Um, well, what, so, what don't don't say too much about the scripts, obviously, because we don't get sued by some Hollywood lawyers. But the, the kind of premise of of Kingdom Keepers. I don't know. I never read them. Okay, so Kingdom Keepers, <laughs> in a nutshell, Kingdom Keepers yeah. is basically night in the museum, but at a Disney theme park. Yeah. In essence, this is
0: what. This is what this script is. So I, must, I I believe Kingdom Keepers, they are actually going to make that into, or try, are they developing it, aren't they, at the moment, to yeah. possibly
1: make it into a film? Well, I mean, we were talking about this in the very, very early days of disaster After Dark. It had got, uh, well, the rumour was that it was going to, it was being prepared by John Favreau as being his next project after the Jungle Book. So that tells you, that just kind of goes to show you how long this rumour has been going about for. Um, mm. And there's a few times it looked like it was going to be green lit and then just radio silence. So it's there. And you've got to think to yourself, it, it's surely got to be a home run, right? You know, Disney fans will absolutely lap that up.
0: Well, in so, April this year, there were strong rumours on the internet that it was being developed as a series for Disney+. Plus.
1: think
3: Steve um, Gutenberg might be available. <laughs>
4: And Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And yeah. probably Eddie Murphy. Uh,
3: if, yeah, wouldn't that be great? That's just the dream team.
1: I want to Ellens energy adventure's in
4: closed.
0: <laughs> so they, they, I mean, they've probably um, passed on this script, but I thought I would just tell you some of the highlights from it.
1: Please do.
0: Um, so the uh, synopsis is that a, now this is a bit I don't understand, an orphaned 10-year-old, boy called Billy loves storytelling just like his grandfather, Jack. Um, Jack apparently was an imagineer who worked with Walt Disney and helped create the historic rides in the happiest place on earth, AKA Disneyland. However, when he realizes that Disneyland is in danger, Billy sets out on an adventure mission with his new friend, Maggie, to save his grandfather, the park and Walt's magic.
1: I mean, It's got to be a period piece, then. Mm.
0: Well, when you when you I've sort of skimmed it. I mean, it is very much Jumanji meets Night at the Museum. Um, What I think's interesting about this, I mean, I've never read the Kingdom Keepers books, as I said, but what I think's quite interesting is the fact that the pirates, and it's quite vague, but I think possibly Red is the main villain. Uh, and then the heroes are the flying Dumbos, the children from It's a Small World, which is quite funny because I think they sort of lampoon them quite often. Uh, the ghosts from the Haunted Mansion are all heroes, and then the horses from the carousel. And that's it in a nutshell.
1: Um, I mean, the thing is, the reason why I say it's Sure, it's got to be a period piece because did did you say his dad was the Imagineer? So, this grandfather, oh, his grandfather, okay, right, okay, yeah, right, that now makes sense because I was thinking, well, if his dad was working with Walt, (laughs) how old's this 10 year old orphan? Um, yeah, exactly, yeah, Uh,
0: but I mean, it, I mean, the twist, I haven't read it all, I, I won't say I have, but it kind of sounds as though perhaps the grandfather was having an episode (laughs) and it was all a dream so maybe that's why disney passed i don't know
1: right yeah i mean i think i i think it makes absolute sense i mean i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm a i'm a big fan of the the night at the museum series of films Mm. because they are they are what they are you know it's a clever concept and you know they they're well done and the effects are good and, and and what have you but you know they're not particularly accurate and you know a lot of creative license and yeah you know some of the stuff is although i mean obviously the whole premise is far fetched some of the stuff is is even more far fetched that happens in them um but they are what they the are the only
0: the only reason i kind of bring this up to people's attention is the fact that um it's gone through a lot of hoops that saving mr banks did i mean saving mr banks was completely written um away from disney and was essentially a different film to the film that was made but it was different because disney got involved and this script has sort of gone through those hoops so it has the potential to have been picked up by disney but as far as i can work out they haven't done um it does seem as though they've possibly concentrating on the Kingdom Keepers.
1: Yeah, which kind of makes sense because it's effectively in-house, isn't it? Like it was a Disney yeah. uh, kind of uh, sold series. And,
4: and yeah, that was yeah, the issue they it. had the first time round. was that it had IP that Disney didn't own.
1: Oh, interesting.
4: Because, of course, I would imagine there was probably stuff about Star Tours in it.
1: And Dick Tracy.
4: Indiana Jones they didn't own any of it and that was the problem they came came up and they went well we can't use half of this because we don't own mm. it yeah
1: did, did anyone has anyone on here seen Goodbye Christopher Robin yeah, yeah. I
4: watched
3: uh, them
1: film which, it which yes. one's that
3: is that the one with you and McGregor no is that's that Christopher one? Robin right okay
1: no, that's so the one I've seen. yeah so Mr Ripley I know you said uh, I remember you talking about at the time that they were filming it um mm. here, where you were Sinead, did yeah. you say you've seen it? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, because I, I, I'm, I've i not seen it, but I did see Christopher Robin, and obviously Christopher Robin was uh, a Disney movie, but it was being kind of developed at the same time as Goodbye Christopher Robin, which didn't have Disney's involvement in it, as far as I understand. Although, was it was it a Fox film? I think it might have been a Fox film. So now it would be not canon, but owned. Um but I wonder how different Saving Mr. Banks would have been had it been done independent of Disney.
0: Yeah, I mean, there have been sort of Disney-type biographies done by companies outside of Disney. Or well, Logan um, did one. Logan they? did one. Yeah, Logan did one. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the the thing is with Saving Mr. Banks, um, loads of that they couldn't have used, could they, you know? the songs and uh you know even the way in which she comes round to, um towards the end of the film a lot of it would you know would not have been able to have been done so yeah i mean it that, must that's, have been a hugely different film
1: i was talking about it um again we were talking before we recorded about um the podcast of called this is your life and about the stuff that kind of hits the courtroom floor and i had quite a lengthy conversation with um viral mass cutter Mark Dolan as he's now unfortunately known after doing my podcast um, about (laughs) saying Mr. Banks because he had not seen it but wanted to see it and he was he's a big Mary Poppins fan and I was talking to him about it and um, I said like I I think it's a really good film I do think it's a really good film but um, as as nice it is that Disney don't play it completely that uh, P.L. Travers was against everything to do the film I kind of don't like the end of the film where she goes to the premiere and she kind of comes around to the film and ends up being quite taken by it because we know that's the complete opposite of what happened.
4: Yes, yeah, she was very, very angry that night.
1: Yeah. And I kind of... I, and it's that typical like Disney ending, right? But I think the problem is when you hear, you know, this is based on a true story or it's based on true events or whatever, and they kind of completely switch the ending... I, you know that that's the bit i don't like about the film i think it's a very I'd, lovely film otherwise
0: i'd imagine if they had left it to the original script you probably could have seen like emma thompson get up and throw her program on the floor and go this is utter rubbish and then storm out
1: gee it was like emma thompson was on the podcast
4: then
0: she, Tracy didn't,
4: she didn't even watch the film that night she turned up because she hadn't been invited just that's,
2: to annoy Walt. That's right. I she love did, her.
1: Yeah. So you're you're a big fan, Sinead?
2: I just like all the little like trolling things that she used to do at Disney. I just find them hilarious. She's such a wagon. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I I can. I would love to know more. I know I know there's books and stuff, but obviously, again, everything's kind of got an agenda. So you're hearing someone's perceived version of what happened. But I would love to be in a fly on the wall during the process of that if only Trudy Styler had been born she could have made a really good documentary about it that no one would ever be able to see because Disney would have locked it away
0: do you reckon that they'll do a film one day called um, Saving Mr. Potter where it's like exactly the same thing but it's JK Rowling and it's Universal trying to convince her to make a theme park do you reckon JK you can't
1: say that about transgender people we're trying to build a theme park (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) If only, if only. Um, yeah, one no, I'm going to write the
0: script to that, I think.
1: So I think <laughs> it's <Suit laughs> my people and I'll, I'll give you a butcher's. Oh. Uh, Sinead, um was there anything that you uh, had, had kind of picture your interest?
2: Yeah, so the new areas within Tokyo Disneyland are set to open next week, this day next week on the 28th. But we've seen some videos and stuff come out from the new Beauty and the Beast ride, Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. And it looks insane. Some of the scenes from it look absolutely bananas.
1: I mean, I know that this attraction's already upset uh, Mr. Ripley because um, they haven't brought Emma Thompson into a repriser role of Mrs. Potts because it's the wrong version of Beauty and the Beast.
2: <laughs> I
4: know he's a big fan. <laughs> Chris was out of a job. I, yeah. I, I actually don't. I, I actually don't like
0: Emma Thompson. Can we add that to the list?
1: Yeah, sure. You should see the list yeah. of people Mr. Ripley doesn't like. It's huge. <laughs> the list
4: that he does like is shorter.
1: I'm on it twice.
0: No, no, no. my list of people I don't like is very short.
2: Just but like every time, I feel like every time we speak to you, though, there's just one more name gets added. Well, I need somewhere to sound off, don't I?
0: Yeah, That's true. Very
1: true. Um, now, Sinead, I've not, I've not seen um, too much footage. I did um, on the. Um, discover dlp twitter i did share one of the uh, end scenes of the attraction which is another piece of imagineering magic if you ask me it, it reminded me um of some of the stuff that we've already seen in shanghai um but the, the final kind of transformation of the beast to uh the prince um i mean we can't really call him adam because it's not officially officially his name but you know prince adam whatever. Um, but, I mean, what I have seen has looked absolutely incredible.
2: I think my favourite thing about the whole attraction is the ride vehicles, which basically look like these giant like soup bowls that you get into that seat, like, 12 people in them. And they're, they're trackless vehicles, but they also, like, wobble. So it's kind of like you're in one of the Ratatouille rats, but also the mine train vehicle. So they're kind of like jiggle from side to side as you're going through and spin. So I feel like if you've motion sickness, this is probably not the attraction for you. But the animatronics look absolutely incredible. And some of the effects that they have on it is just mind blowing.
1: So we saw very- we saw some of this stuff, didn't we, in the imagineering story? Yeah. yeah. So we saw like a few clips. I mean this has been I mean I can't even remember how long we've been seeing some of the animatronics being tested out, but it's got to be a good two or three years now. That have been doing this ride.
4: It'll be four, I think, because it wouldn't have been the last D23; it would have been the one before,
1: right? Bloody hell! Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I've I've got to say, you know, really, really, um, impressed. Now I know, obviously, you're you know an avid uh, attendee to Disneyland Paris because it is our our home park, in in effect. Um, i know you've been to disney world once what what is your kind of views of those asian parks is, is tokyo on the bucket list
2: outside of revisiting both of the american parks tokyo is definitely like top of my list Um kate is done she went to japan a couple of years ago and she did a day in disney sea and she's also very keen to go back um i want to visit shanghai and hong kong purely from a Kind of more of like a completionist side of things, but Tokyo is definitely the one that I actually like actively want to go to because it just seems like they do things a bit more obscure there and a bit more unique than because a lot of the American parks and DLP are kind of becoming carbon copies of each other or slightly different versions of each other. Mm. So it gets a bit monotonous. But especially Disney Sea, I'm really keen to go and explore.
1: Yeah, total. I think you said the chapek comment, didn't you, Mr. Ripley?
0: Um, any uh, negative comments towards Mr. Chapek will be handled by my sisters. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, that is the problem, right? Shane, is that um, you know we and we saw in Galaxy's Edge. You know, it's a, it's a it's a good example. You know, you've got identical parks on on two coasts now. Uh, Why? Why do they
0: just? Put one in the classic Star Wars and the other one in the new Star Wars. Why? It could have been the same bloody land, same ride, just at a different time.
1: As we said, you know, they're building three of these because Paris is, you know, still apparently getting one. They could have had one, one. for three, well, yeah, okay, half <laughs> of one. Um, but we could have had, you know, three Galaxy's Edges all set in the different sagas. Yeah. Different it's trilogies. So, yeah. You know. CLP
2: oh, I mean, would have got would be, the prequels, wouldn't it? Yes. It would have got the prequels, mm. you yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> of course
1: he would have done. Jar Jar Binks Yeah, ja, But yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. But I mean, the thing is, I, I can't, I can't go to Shanghai. I can't go to um, Shanghai with how things are um, in China. Like morally, I just couldn't do it. Um, Hong Kong, not as much of a problem with, I mean, and I've always, always wanted to go to Japan ever since I was a little kid. So, I would love to go to Japan, but I mean, the, the stuff that have been put in those, those parks in all three of those parks. some of the, uh, the, the rides they've created there have just been amazing. And then we're kind of stuck with this crap that we're getting over here. We I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, rise of resistance does look like an amazing ride. I'm not saying it doesn't, but look at the technology that they're using over in those three parks.
4: And, and that's the issue <laughs> you get from, um, other people putting money into it and pressurizer and, pressurizing them into doing something different. Whereas Rise of these the three Res- parks here are all Disney owned. Mm.
0: Rise of the Resistance has got the Wicked Witch and the West in it.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh,
0: look, if it's a if it's 30-year-old open. animatronic. But that's
3: not a bad thing because it's the best yeah. animatronic
1: that I've ever been.
0: It yeah, was this... until she melted.
1: Mm-hmm. Bloody wax. I'll get um, you my pretties. <laughs> that is so chilling. Um but yeah, I, I've I've gotta say, Sinead, I've I've really been impressed with what I've seen with it. And I can only I mean, look, Disneyland Paris was supposed to have got the first Beauty and the Beast attraction, right? That was earmarked for the nineties. It wouldn't have been what they've got in Japan now. But the bloody park is in Paris, for God's sake. It needs to have a Beast and the Beast Attraction.
3: Yeah, but that's a bit like not putting Pirates of the caribbean in florida
4: because <laughs> that was
3: pirates 100 was years before yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah well
3: yeah yeah exactly it's obvious isn't it i mean it's you know oh,
1: Nick. yeah but I got it that's the point that's the point Disneyland it, Paris yeah. needs to have a Sleeping Beauty attraction yeah or even a Be Our Guest and that's restaurant that's what
3: happened now that's what happened now it'll be a big success in Japan, and they'll put it in Paris. Then they will. That's what happened to Pirates in California.
1: What I, You know what? I would love them to rethink what they're doing in the studios at the moment. So, obviously, the land is, is kind of being worked on the most from what we can tell is this uh, Arendelle expansion. And I was just thinking, you know what? You could have just made, instead of just doing it as Arendelle, you could have done this big princess land that had different attractions from different princesses in
4: I still think that's what we're going to get there's oh, so much think. land around that, lake I would that like they're going to have to fill it in and I, I think that's what they will go for
2: yeah potentially. The, they'll just use they'll use frozen to pay for it and then they'll build other things yeah
4: they've got to otherwise that's going to be the most ridiculous like ever built in a Disney park
2: all right. You say that, but this is still DLP we're talking about. <laughs> <It> <laughs> is, always but, gets
4: the bum deal. But this well, is the first time we've gone through any kind of work that the Walt Disney Company has paid for.
1: Well, look, speaking of bum deal, as Mr. Ripley just said, my question to you guys was going to be, you've got to um, use the arse ride from Hollywood Studios how do you theme it in a princess area? What what princess franchise gets the ass ride? The arse ride, yeah. The alien swelling saucers.
4: Ass <laughs> yes. Beauty and the Beast. No, I want, I
1: want I want that Beauty and the Beast ride from Tokyo. I don't...
4: <laughs> we'll get the teacups. We'll get Chip and Mrs. Potts. I don't
1: want that. You're probably right though. Little Mermaid.
2: Form. Could be like seashells
1: and fish. There you go. I'll take that. I'll give you a dollar for that. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. I was trying to think of like tangled and frying pans, but I just can't see it working. <laughs> i beneath. Mean, He's got to be it an upgrade to the toilets, right? You know,
0: what they should be doing is putting lots of Marvel stuff in because obviously Disney World can't have Marvel stuff. They oh, are, and it's, it's
4: opening next year.
1: No, but I think he means more than that.
0: Yeah, more than that. What Disneyland's like, getting? Anim- animatronic animatronic Spider-Mans that fly through the friggin' sky. There's nothing to say
4: that Paris aren't getting that. No, They've that's what I'm the saying. Ride.
0: Come on. I'm... Paris should be getting stuff
1: like that. We won't get we won't get a Spider Man anim- animatronic. We will get an overweight French guy on on some ropes.
4: <laughs>
1: In a Spider Man game. It, it'll
3: probably, be, it'll probably oh. be the two guys that they sacked from Epcot serve on a muson and a spider-man costume yeah. balancing on top of tables and chairs
1: and he'll be smoking while he's doing it
3: yeah because yeah. france it's no, he'd be, he'd be not stride. a act, though <laughs> those guys were good they were that is true
0: the problem is is uh imagineering invents this stuff and it's it's amazing but then health and safety and the lawyers get involved it's like that flying dragon Oh, just gosh, well, can't, we can't. can have dragon. we we can't have that flying over guests. Get rid of it. You know, same thing with them bloody. Uh, what do you call them? You know, the little helicopter things.
1: Drones. Drones.
0: Drones. You know, they were going to have them everywhere. That all died a death once they realised they could fall out of the sky and kill
4: someone. The worst one was that they don't allow droids in Galaxy's Edge.
2: Yeah, there. There's God. another. One. In case
4: some one of them falls <laughs> over on someone.
2: <laughs> is it not Jesus the I'm looking for. It's genius. They sell then ridiculously overpriced Droid backpacks with windows so a Droid can see out of and see the land that it's not low touch. Genius. <laughs> yeah,
1: those Droids are six inches high. Who are they going to fall on top of? <laughs> like, literally, the only thing they would crush is a is an ant.
0: I mean, Universal's toothsome has got one of those bloody like Terminator dogs running around at the moment.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: Uh, and we oh, can't even awful. have like R two D two milling about.
1: No. Anyway, uh, sleeping uh, beating the Beast looks amazing, and there are our videos on YouTube. Um, WDWNT uh, also has an article that's got um, some footage of it as as well, um, but it's it's out there for you to find. Who? Honestly, WDWNT.
0: Uh, don't don't promote him yeah that's a good point like, let's say
1: Inside the Magic we'll have something up within the day it, 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 exactly <laughs> Ryan and Nick it.
0: just exactly. edit that bit out we we don't we don't recommend them <laughs> we, I mean we don't even recommend who we don't recommend because we just deleted
1: that comment so you don't know who I'm talking about So no he's you know. no. still got me blots on Twitter guests, guests on this podcast still got me blots on Twitter amazing um, <laughs> right, Mr. D have you got anything you wanted to talk about
3: uh, well like P-dubs I was touched on it earlier, uh, the NBA have gone from the Grand Floridian now. Oh. So it's, um, mm. it's reopening on the 21st, which is just a couple of days. And then it looks like the walkway from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom is just about finished. So I don't think they've announced an actual date for it yet, but from the photographs that are available online, you can see that it's pretty much done interesting so, there you go
0: great i wonder how long that'll take to walk
3: not long surely 10 minutes what do you reckon yeah ten I reckon minutes it'd be more I than 10. yeah
0: i think it's about 10 from contemporary once you factor in all the bloody traffic and yeah everything. yeah
3: it is, it is.
0: so yeah, i wonder probably right. probably you have gotta wait like 15, for that 20. does the bridge open up or does it is it just like it, fixed, does. it or... opens so you may have to wait for that, perhaps as well. And you get a fast pass for that. aren't they doing away with fast pass?
1: did I read today i i have seen something that suggests it might be back into play by next may right, right. but i don't mm. but I don't think that's mm. officially confirmed. I think that's just I, I think it might be one of those um travel agent things right. where somebody' mm. said that that's what they've heard or or you know. That might be the advice that 's come out, but until Disney actually make an announcement on it, or it comes from a, a better source i, I don't i don 't mm. know it, It's definitely going to stay that way till the end of this year at the very least i think yeah
3: on the on the opening and closing front, um, normally at this time of the year, they shop one of the water parks for two months and then they, they do, yeah. refurbish it, and then they swapped on the, but um, they 've now yeah. announced that both water parks are going to be shut until next spring. Obviously because of everything that's going on. So no water parks for uh, the next six months or so. I think it's March. We're talking about reopening one of them, just one of them initially.
1: Um, Wow. Yeah. I'm not bothered about the water parks, but I know that that is a big draw for some people.
3: Well, if if you're on site, right, if you're staying on site, it's... It's great because it's included in your ticket and it's not, I mean, if I was off site, I'd never, I don't think I'd pay to go to one of the water parks, but if you're on site, particularly if you've had like a late night, say you've gone to a Halloween party or something like that, Mm. just get up late, go to the water parks, just chill there for half a day, two thirds of a day, then go back, get showered and go out for the late afternoon, evening. you know? So it's a, it's a good thing. And both water parks are really good. Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. Um, Typhoon Lagoon is is much better now that they've put in a couple of new rides. They've got the new Family Raft ride, which is which is pretty decent. And then they a number of years ago, they put in the three water coasters, the Crusher, Gusher, and that sort of thing. And they're pretty good as well. So they're, they're good.
0: What, um, what about... What about that ride called the Elbow Smasher? Oh, no, no, wait, that's the Universal one. <laughs>
1: yeah. I started watching a documentary the other day about Action Park. Has what anyone heard that? of Action Park? No. no. So Action Park was, um, off the top of my head, I think it was in New Jersey, and it was basically some ski slopes that this bloke, this entrepreneur had bought. <laughs> and decided to make a, I I can't say it was a theme park or such, but an action park. So, uh, you know, they were like, uh, you know, here's a, here's a massive waterfall you can jump off. Um, they built a 360 degree loot water slide, um, which just looks like a load of plastic tubing glued together. Um, there were, um, coaster track you know you know like those mountain coasters you get where you kind of like sit in a metal toboggan that's on wheels on a track and it's just like a single person thing you just like there's no yeah, yeah. you you've got like, like a, a break to say yourself. Like down yeah. Uh, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. I mean um it was known as action lawsuit park because of the number of people that got like massive injuries there. Some people died. It was like wow horrendous um but it was open for quite a quite a while. And it's like the stuff of folklore and there's a documentary about it. And um, yeah, now when I think of water parks, I just think, well, if you haven't got a 360 degree loop, uh, you know, tunnel, then what's the point? Don't bother. <laughs> there you go. There, water parks. Um, right. A uh, story that Ryan wants me to share with uh, everyone, a, a quick one and then a longer one. Uh, so the first one is, and you can tell Ryan sent this over to me because it's uh, the prep for the new Epcot Starbucks is officially underway.
4: <laughs> you still won't get a pair
1: of <laughs> 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 won't be sudden by the time it opens. Um, so that's, that's happening. Um, what's up with the 2020 restaurant? Uh, Work stops on that, it looks like. Yeah,
3: still is mm-hmm. isn't
1: it? Yeah. I still playing the... ahead with a hotel. Yeah, Hope to open that it, next it, year. It, Sorry, Chris.
0: I thought the the head chef had been appointed, and then he left.
1: I think he might well have done because it's not it's you know it was supposed to have open originally. It was supposed to open, I think, in late March or or April. Yeah, so mm. around that kind of time.
4: What well, is so, roundups the same as well? Mm. That's that's been ready for ages and just hasn't opened. No.
1: Um, now on the next. Um, that Universal podcast we're obviously going to talk about the um, the kind of Halloween horror nights that Universal have opened Um, and but it ties into this story because um, that house is full of plexiglass and now we're seeing plexiglass at the Magic Kingdom because they've added uh, plexiglass barriers at uh, Peter Pan's flight Mm. that
4: cure is a little bit close I'm not surprised yeah
3: no, mm. it's true.
1: It, I've, I'm looking at the photos of it. It looks a little bit like going to like a cafeteria or something. It's very, very weird. Oh, never. I think it's necessary, but what's going on? But. Yeah, and it's blocking out the um, the mural of uh, of Neverland. You can't see that now from the outside. You can only see that when you're queuing up. Mm because of the barriers. So, there you go. Um, Saying that, I'm looking at photos uh, taken from somebody in the parks and um, they're not really uh, needed. Everyone looks quite distant from each other, but there you go. So, do we think we're going to see more of that? Or do we think that's just because of that particular attraction?
4: I wouldn't be surprised if we see more because it probably means they can up their capacity yeah possibly
2: true actually
4: yeah. more people in queues means more people in the park
1: all right Carol of <laughs> 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 da-da, da-da, Boom! Um, Mr. Ripley was there anything else from you no uh, no no that's all Uh, Sinead
2: uh, nothing else parks wise but...
1: cool Mr. D um,
3: no, there's a lot of stuff about um, outside the park, about cruise line as well. Oh, we'll definitely, definitely,
1: because um, yeah. we—I—I I didn't. I've not seen anything about cruise line, so I'd be interested to hear about that. Uh, Ping yeah. Dubs, anything from you? Nothing more in the parks. Right. Well, wow, I think that does us for the park. So let's go and have a look at what's going on outside of the parks. <laughs>
4: After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com
1: so mr d i'm just intrigued by what you were bringing to the table because it's not something we venture too much um to talk about so what have you got to tell us about cruise lines
3: well there's nothing it's nothing too surprising really um disney have continued to push back or cancel sailing so i know i think they're up to december now um but the the next ship they've officially announced that the next ship is is going to be delayed so again no, not really a surprise. I'm not even sure if the if the shipyard is has reopened again. Um, uh, so the and, and the other, I guess the other thing they've said that probably isn't a surprise, but it's interesting to hear it is. You know, they've officially said that the cruise line will be the last part of their business that will restart again. Wow. Um, you know, post COVID. So, um, yeah, no not a great time to be in the cruise industry. I mean, there's a thing going on right now where the cruise companies are trying to come together and work out some kind of guidelines about how you could cruise more safely. Um, but I think I think we're a long way away from, you know, seeing what that really looks like um, in reality. Um, and then I think it was, I heard... Um, Carnival, I think it was, selling off a load of the ships.
1: Who's buying ships at this time?
3: Well, yeah, exactly. Trying to sell, I should say. Trying to sell. Um, So, yeah, not a great time to be in the cruise business, but Disney have uh, officially said, you know, the next ship's pushed back, which means the subsequent ones will be pushed back. And then um, it'll be the last part of the business to restart again.
1: Do does anyone think that the cruise lines I'm not just talking about Disney, but obviously we're focused on Disney, but does anyone think any of the cruise lines are gonna really start operating proper cruises again before we've got a vaccine?
0: No. Did I have I told you about my friend that was doing some work on one of the Disney ships?
1: Hmm. Well, not tonight. Have I told you about it before? I don't know, but let's let's hear it anyway. This is, this is the problem,
0: <laughs> forgetting who you have told what to. Um, so a friend of mine works in construction, and the Disney Dream was parked up at uh, Dover for the last, I don't know, six months, would it be? I don't know. Sort of it's like, just yeah. left Dover. Yeah, it's just left. I know that. It's gone to Portugal or somewhere um, to, I don't know what they're doing. But anyway, it had some refurbishment work done in Dover, and a friend of mine was involved with the project. And I think it wasn't adding anything new. It was just refreshing stuff that was there, you know, tidying up doing repairs, stuff like that. And he said that in order to comply with the COVID regulations, because of how quickly viruses spread on cruise ships, even if they're not completely occupied, they had to spend two weeks uh, on board the ship with all of the builders self-isolating in different parts of the ship. Jeez. Um they had to surrender their mobile
4: phones.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they, yeah, yeah. So they didn't want them taking photographs of the Ah. empty dark Disney ship, basically. So whether or not they did get their phones to make calls and stuff, I don't know, but they then when you said that,
1: when you said about taking their mobile phones away, I was thinking, Oh, there is something about this 5g conspiracy. Yeah.
0: So basically he was in prison on the Disney dream, (laughs) uh, and the break, uh, in the brig yeah so they so they just lived in the different rooms and stuff for two weeks um and then they all let separately and everything there was a chef on board and blah 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 and then after the two weeks they then did the work which took another two weeks um and then uh they could all leave but he, he said it was a very strange process that you spent basically two weeks living on his own on a disney ship where there's nothing going on there's nobody there i mean he said it was like the shining almost you know he's like hearing whispers and creaks and noises and things um, and he kept
1: using a tricycle to go around the ship
0: well this is the thing the thing was that because they all had to self-isolate for two weeks and then they had to social distance as they were working bearing in mind they'd all been temperature checked and tested for covid before they started you couldn't do all that to passengers no so how can it be viable for the cruise business to start up again? Full stop. I just don't see how it can happen until this virus has been completely eradicated.
1: Well, c- yeah, because sh- like the only way I can see that happening is if Disney like made you quarantine for two weeks in a hotel before you boarded it. Like, uh, where is it? They like, Cape um...
4: Cape Canaveral. Is it Cape yeah. Canaveral? I was going to say yeah. Cape
1: Canaveral. I thought, no, that's the... That's yeah. the uh, Port Canaveral.
0: Port Canaveral. Port Canaveral, yeah.
1: So, like, they put you up in a hotel there for two weeks, and then you're tested before you go on, and then you're allowed to go on the ship, and then they're allowed to do their, their cruise. Yeah, like,
0: but the thing is that it just won't... I mean, like, sorry to just cut you down there, but it, it's like Europeans may go on holiday for two weeks, but Americans generally don't. That's what I mean. Exactly. You know, so it, it's just pointless. I mean, you wouldn't get hardly anybody.
1: But but even so, like no one is going to use like three weeks of their holiday, where mm. two weeks they're going to have to quarantine. This is what this is what me and Craig were talking about before. Obviously, you know flights were being cancelled from uh, the UK to the US. And that's the thing we were saying because at that at that time they were saying what they were looking to do is make you quarantine. And they're like we're going to Orlando for four days said what they'd want us to do is go over to Orlando, quarantine for two weeks, then have mm. a holiday and then fly back where we'd have to yeah. quarantine again when we got back to the other side. Like nobody um, loves uh, Disney or Universal or any other theme parks that much to use that much time mm. sitting in a hotel room.
0: There, there was a cruise ship. Um, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know who it was, but it was coming out of Norway and it had the full crew on board and they had an outbreak of neurovirus and they had the people that came on to test them for neurovirus. And it turned out there was a bit of that, but also it found out that 19 of said hundred crew or wherever it was were carriers of COVID, but didn't show any symptoms. So even though they'd all been tested and they'd all passed 19 of them still had the bloody virus inside them and there was no way of showing it bloody hell. so how do you get around these things i mean it's impossible at the
1: moment it's it's yeah it's um it's just not it's not feasible it's not feasible no,
2: especially because a lot of the cruises that they do back and forth between castaway key are like three and four day cruises mm-hmm. so then to have two weeks before that, we were just sitting in a hotel room because one of my friends was on the cruise ship and was stranded there for months where literally they had two days a week that they got to go to Castaway Key because that was the only place they could let them off the ship to get any form of fresh air. And they would bring them twice a week to Castaway Key so they could stretch their legs for a while. And then other than that, they were just left sat on the ship until they eventually brought them to Dover and she could come home.
3: It's like... It's a bad joke, really, in that stranded or imprisoned on a on a desert island. I know. Yeah. yeah could, could Tom like, Hanks and a baseball and could, basketball.
0: It could be like the prisoner where you're stranded inside, like Epcot, but if you go to leave within the two weeks, this giant white ball comes after you, but it's in shape of the Epcot ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, I think Ryan would, would quite enjoy that. <laughs> but, he, but we'll get to the experience. point
3: where there'll be enough people who have had COVID that they can that they'll be able to offer COVID-only t- cruises, right?
1: <laughs> that's had Boris's COVID? plan, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like Boris's scheme. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Boris boats. <laughs> he's got Boris Wishing. bikes. Come on, yeah. whizzing <laughs> <Wishing> down <laughs> the Thames like Bond. <laughs> yeah.
1: We've had we've had Boris bikes. Let's go for Boris boats.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Jeez, don't uh, give that man yeah. any more ideas.
0: Um, uh, all we need
1: is an island. No, no, Boris, shut up. <laughs> yeah, we've got one of
0: See? Those. It's uncanny. He's lucky he was. Wales, Wales the isn't, the isn't an man. island.
1: <laughs> Wales isn't an island. Um Sinead, what did you have outside of the parks?
2: Um, I was gonna have a bit of a whinge about Shop Disney because I feel like that's my like so Oh yes, yes,
0: yes, they are terrible. Thank you.
2: So they've been going on and on about the fact that they were gonna get in a load of the halloween range and it was going to be amazing and they were going to get the spirit jerseys in and they'd promised like 15 different dates that different stuff was going to launch and i was desperate for the hocus pocus spirit jersey so mm-hmm. everything drops on shop disney if it's a new launch at usually at 8 a.m each morning so i was literally going onto the website every single morning at 8 a.m just in case they were going to do the stereotypical shop disney thing And not tell anybody they were going to drop it until 8am. So I think it was last Monday. I went on, had a look. Miraculously, the Hocus Pocus stuff was there. Managed to get mine. By the time I had sent it to yourselves and sent it to the Disney gals, they were already all sold out, as were the Haunted Mansion Spirit jerseys. And they have zero plans of restocking them. And I have no idea why they can't seem to get this right.
3: Sorry, that was me. I bought them all. Well, that's
1: the problem. <laughs> that That is the problem. Not that Mr. D bought them all. So before you start he- sending the hate mail to uh, <laughs> to him, please direct it to Adam Goodyear by the way. Um, it's actually, the, the problem with the whole Shop Disney thing is they have this stupid limit on lots of products, which is a limit of 20. And, they do, I mean, and the weird thing is, there are things that they don't have such a high limit. Like sometimes it's limited to, you know, two or three um, or sometimes one but for yeah. whatever reason they're not normally limited edition items and i mean the spirit okay. jerseys although they're not technically they're not limited edition they are because they're getting a small uh you know selection of the spirit jerseys coming in so they should be limiting those because they haven't got them and you know you should know i heard you uh talk about it last week on, on your podcast um you know, and you made a good point, which is they weren't not going to sell out.
2: No, if like there were
1: to one or two, they would not have sold out in uh, five minutes. But also, they wouldn't have. They they would have sold them. They would have sold them.
2: That's the thing, and I don't. I just don't understand. Like at the end of the day, spirit jerseys. Yes, they are the most like Disney basic thing. Hi, hello. I have a whole collection of them. That's fine. But like, people are obsessed with them. And particularly anything that goes in Shop Disney UK because it's so far few in between that anything decent goes onto it. I don't understand, especially because they're so desperate for cash at the minute. Why are they not just like bulk making them in like 10 times the volume? Because all I saw online were hundreds of people complaining that they didn't get these bloody spirit jerseys. And I'm like, Disney, that's 50 pounds per each one of this person complaining that they couldn't get a spirit jersey. Why did you not just make... An absolute load of them. It makes no sense. They're just turning away money and just giving a debased seller. Is it really?
1: That's the thing. Like, yes, they've sold the product, but they are not going to be making the money on them. Like somebody no. has taken advantage of that, and that's what's going to that's what's going to happen. So, I it just it just completely blows my mind that their mentality. I mean, if you. You know, another thing that they do that's very popular is the keys, right? Now, normally with the keys, what they do is um, they'll they'll have them for something. So, uh, you know, they did one for Toy Story 4. They did one for uh, when Aladdin came out last year. So normally it's to do with either a season or something that's coming out. Um, They'll do a special key for. And you will normally have to spend so much money on a particular set of products to get this key and you know they they make so many of them and each store gets an allocation now because they've not been able to you know most disney stores haven't been open or they don't want to encourage people to go on mass first thing in the morning big queues and all that they've been doing those releases online and i remember there was a key i don't like many of the keys but there's a couple that i do and um there was one recently that i quite um, lights, I thought, well, I might. There's some stuff I want, so I may as well, you know, wait for the key to come out and do it. And I went to buy some stuff first thing in the morning and couldn't get one. Now, they'd said, if I recall, that there was about 10,000 keys or something stupid like that. It was a big amount. And they were trying to tell me at five past eight in the morning that they'd sold out. Yeah. Now, what happened, I don't know, I mean, I don't know exactly what happened, but later on that day, the keys were available again. So they had them, but they were telling you first thing in the morning that they'd sold out, and people they weren't sold out for everybody. So people were saying, "I've just placed my order and got my key," and then someone else would say, "Oh, it's saying to me the keys are sold out." So I I don't really, and I mean they they're, they're supposed to be a limit of one as well, but they you know people do multiple orders at the same address and they're able to get more than one key, and they try and flog the other one on eBay or whatever. Um, yeah, but they th- this is. This isn't a shop Disney thing. This is a Disney store thing. This—it it seems like they've never learned a lesson, because this is exactly the same stunts they used to pull back in the day. With limited edition items or limited run items, that they would just let you buy more than any one person would ever need. And
2: yeah, uh, although with the with the what is it called Minnie Mouse main attraction thing yeah. that they're doing at the minute, which in fairness. Whoever in marketing thought about, oh, okay, let's re- release something every month where it's a plush, a pin, a bag, ears, um, and have people spend like 200 quid every single month to get the whole collection is a bloody genius. But that one, it's, what is it? One per guest, two per household. And they're very strict about that, seemingly. But then I was on Twitter the other morning when the Big Thunder Mountain collection got released and all you could see were people in the parks like literally carrying about 50 bloody lounge flies. And I'm like, how how do you have one thing for the online store? And then just people could just grab literally whatever amount they can carry. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, It's, it's so frustrating. And the problem as well is, you know, there are people that, you know, they have no option but to buy from Shop Disney. They don't have, you know, Disney stores used to be in, in pretty much every few major towns. So where I used to live, there were two Disney stores within about 20 miles of each other. Or there was about four within 40 miles of where I lived. Now I think there's one, maybe two in that in that same space that they used to have like four. So, and, you know, there's big towns like uh, Brighton, for example, doesn't have a Disney store. So for most people, the nearest one uh, to Brighton is, is either Kent or London, getting <laughs> the train to London to get to the Disney store. So a lot of people now have to rely on Shop Disney to be able to buy this limited edition of stuff. And you've got no hope if that's how you're going you're to do it. I mean, how ma- I, I mean, I don't know if you've looked, but have you looked to see how many people are selling those on eBay? The spirit I
2: haven't I had a look and later that day there was a bunch of them up online for about hundred and sixty pounds. Jesus so hundred and ten pounds more than it would have been to buy from the store.
1: Yeah, so basically three three and a bit times the cost.
2: Yep.
3: I don't get a spirit jersey,
1: sorry. They're just no, so comfy. Yeah, they're nice. So now I've got one. They are they are nice. I don't I don't I, I'm not a convert, but I will buy you know ones that I like the look of. I was on um, Shop Disney US yesterday where if you type in spirit jerseys, there's about 30 or 40 different spirit jerseys. on. And that's
4: um, not included in the pet ones.
1: No, that was not included in the pet ones which were there as well. And I was looking, I was like, oh, that's quite nice. Oh, that's really small. Why is that so small? Oh, it's for a chihuahua. Okay, that makes sense. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's loads. There was a few nice uh, Star Wars ones. There was a, a Tatooine and a Hoth one which were quite nice. Um, i like the i think you talked about this as well recently the the steamboat willy one which f- for no reason whatsoever is more expensive
2: no we nice. figured out why it's more expensive Embroidered. So, the, no the bottom so where you have the like line on the spirit jersey and then you have the like bottom bit of it the bottom bit of its fleece why on earth ah. i have no idea but it's like thick like fleecy material so that's why it's a turner totally more expensive yeah, yeah well i'm not buying that one
1: um But yeah, I mean, we over the years, we have complained in various uh, various ways for things that Shop Disney have done. Um, And this is just another example. And I just don't know when they will actually listen. All they're doing is they're just making people disgruntled. Yeah. I know some of those people will come back to buy something else at a later date because we're all suckers to the process. But, you know, there will be a point where that doesn't happen. You know, if they're not careful, so silly, silly. But no, well done on on having a rent. I love the way this is your first episode and already. You've had a rent. I love it. You you fit right in. P. Dubs.
4: Yes. Um. So while it's being denied at the moment, I don't think there's smoke without fire. Um, Rumour that Pedro Pascal has actually left The Mandalorian. What? Yeah, apparently he got the hump about having to wear the helmet, complained about it, said he wanted more shots without the helmet on. Went to John Favreau, Favreau said no, so he went to Lucasfilm. They also said no and fired him. No,
0: no, they said this is the way, (laughs) (laughs) that is what they said.
4: I mean, with the
1: greatest respect, right? Let's all let's all take a little travel back in this telephone booth that i've just found outside the pub right let's all go back to the year 1995. let's all think <laughs> about how excited <laughs> how did you know that's the noise it made um let's all think about how excited we were that a judge dread film was being made and then let's all remember how many seconds of film time he actually wore the helmet you know oh, the thing that he never took off in the comics yeah. Like that film was just Sylvester Stallone with a hat on for about twenty seconds. Oh, yeah. that Judge Dredd! I thought you meant the singer. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been more specific. Um, I mean, the, the whole thing with you know that that race in Souls is a fact, and all, and also like they, they even talk about it, don't they, in the first yeah. season of The Mandalorian? Because they did that kind of. That, that kind of bait and switch, didn't they? Where you thought you was going to see him,
4: yeah,
1: when he took his helmet off and stuff. And the, you know, he's talking about the way that he can't take the helmet off and, and everything. It's almost almost like, well, he's sacred, he's like religious, isn't it? Once you get your yeah. helmet, um, I mean, that's just that's just madness. Craig
3: see be on all sorts of jokes in here. I hope you realize that,
1: yeah. <laughs> what about well, he, he was polishing about helmets, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was polishing the helmet quite a lot, very shiny. Good job. Good job Craig's not here, really. Uh, so he, did, he probably had a heart attack by now.
3: I should replace him, him with Pee Wee Herman. If you pull off the helmet and Pee Wee Herman heads under
0: there, like, I'd be... Well, if anyone knows Please. how to polish a helmet, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's already got a connection to Star Wars, of course. Yeah. You know, he's Rex. <laughs> both versions of Rex. Um, I mean, look, what I could say, and possibly what he's getting at, is they could pretty much put anyone under that helmet.
4: And for most of the time, they do. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it's John Wayne's grandson, most of the time.
1: Wow. Well, no wonder he really walks that way.
4: Wow.
1: The hell it is. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, I, I I did think watching the first um, season of The Mandalorian, that, you know, he probably just spends a lot of time in the booth.
4: Yeah. They hadn't even cast him to start with. Well, there you go. So the early episodes, it's definitely not him. Yeah, so... Why
1: not just take the bloody money?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with his money, couldn't he employ a bloomin' stunt double?
1: He doesn't need one. He's already got one. Right. He's seen most of the shots anyway. If he doesn't want
3: to wear the helmet, though. Yeah. Employ somebody else. I mean, there's not a huge amount of acting to be done, is there, if you're in a bloomin' sort of armour through the whole
1: thing?
4: No. It could be no, anybody in there.
1: No one has turned around and said that, that um, bloke that you don't see his face is a really good actor. No. Like, literally anyone. Oh. It's, it's a bit like... Oh. A, well, no, it's a bit like the David Prowse thing, though, isn't it?
0: I was just about to say David Prowse. <laughs> right? It's, it's <laughs> the
1: same as that. Now, he didn't get oh. the arse about it, did he? He just did his job. He yeah. did his job yeah. knowing he, he wasn't going to be very, using his
0: voice. He did a very good job as the Green Cross Code, man, and I will not have anyone say anything against it. You definitely won't have anyone say
1: anything against it on this podcast.
3: So I've told my David Prowse story before, haven't I? Yes. Shall shall I repeat it or not? Go. Yeah, yeah.
1: go
0: on.
3: So when I was a kid, I queued up to see Star Wars, the Glasgow premiere of Star Wars. And David Prowse was there in the foyer and he signed. There was like a program thing you got. He signed the program and then he also gave me a Green Cross Code badge and signed a Green Cross Code photograph. He was double hatting.
1: I mean, surprised he oh. didn't sign the um, Star Wars programme with make sure you look left and right before crossing.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, Could you imagine
3: that you mean- today? They'd never let you be two characters at the same time.
1: No. <laughs> you,
4: you, that you, say you say that. It happened to me with John Rhys-Davis. Yeah. Handed him a Lord of the Rings picture and he signed it, very dangerous. <laughs> and then looked down and went, that's the wrong quote, isn't it? And had to replace yeah. it. Isn't that
1: isn't that a little bit like that um, that famous meme of um, Jean-Luc Picard that says, use the force, Harry?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love that
1: one. The one that will annoy every sci-fi geek. Um, Saying that,
4: has anybody seen the Uber Eats advert that Mark Hamill and uh, Patrick Stewart have done together? <laughs>
1: uh, no, but I know what I'm going to be doing once we finish um, recording. Googling that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look... It, It's a shame if he does, but at the end of the day, they can just replace him with a voice actor. Apparently
4: that's the the major reason why there's so many guest stars. They had to fill out the second half of the season because they didn't have anybody to do it. Jeez.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can I ask a question to Mr. D? Um, After he signed that, did he then say to you, would you like sweet or salted? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean this was the nineteen seventies, Chris, but there was a limit, you know. What I mean, this wasn't top of the pops we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know he was <laughs> insinuating more that's probably what he was doing in a fire. Um <laughs> oh, always send everything dirty. Um That'll be interesting. I mean, I, I imagine it will be a little bit like um the uh Chris Eccleston. Announcement They won't make anything public until the the final episode is aired. Yeah, if that's what they're gonna do. I mean, because I believe that I mean, we obviously don't know what's gonna happen in the Mandalorian, but I mean, this they they could kill him off, yeah, and the third season could just be called uh, that Yoda show. Sorry, sorry, that child show,
2: it
4: would turn into the Boba Fett show,
1: yeah, Mandalorian and Friends.
2: Trailer for uh,
1: season two does look good though so i've i 've avoided it
4: Work. i've seen
1: some i 've seen some steals, but I have avoided it um, doesn 't give anything away i i didn 't think it would to be honest, but at the same time i just really i really enjoyed watching the Mandalorian last time around without kind of seeing anything um to spoil it i mean the one thing that I think was a real shame and I do, I do think it's a shame because of how it was launched is the fact that, you know, there was a big uh, portion of the audience that, um, had seen, you know, the child slash baby Yoda before they'd got a chance to watch the episodes. I mean, I watched the first episode of the Mandalorian the day after it launched, I think. um, because I have my American Disney Plus account, and you know, I, I do feel sorry for people that had it spoiled in that way. Um, and and yeah, I, I just wanted to keep myself completely as uh, uh, spoiler free as 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 possible. Um, but I think whether they kill him off or even if they are just going to replace him with someone else, they won't officially announce anything until the end of of the, uh, the season. So, but yeah, what we thirtieth uh, of October. Yeah, yeah. I think so. We can get to watch the first episode before Halloween.
4: Lovely stuff.
1: Um, speaking of um, the Mandalorian, P. Dubs, you sent a um, sent a little uh, article earlier.
4: Yeah, Mando Mondays. Is that um, what it's called? Yeah. Right. it is. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds yeah. like something you're getting wet spoons.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. I've, I've actually gone in during the uh, Ease out to help out. I went for Mando Monday. Hey, it sounds like a bit like a Bangle song, doesn't it? Written by <laughs> Prince.
3: Or well, just another Mando Monday.
1: Yep. Now it Oh long. no.
3: Come on. Um
1: so so what is what, for the, for those that don't know P what what is Mando Mondays? Mando
4: Mondays is going to be a a set of Mondays, coincidentally. Um, oh, that's handy. Where Disney are going to release a Mandalorian merchandise. Um, they've not really said what yet. They kind of posted a few pop vinyls, which is you come to expect. I
1: saw those today. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But other than that, they've not really confirmed what it's going to entail. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few launches of different stuff. Um, so a bit like an extended false Friday then. Yeah, basically they're going to string it out across the, the the weekends where episodes come out. I think.
1: Well, look, I mean, they Disney had no idea what a hit they had in their hands with the Mandalorian. Right. right. That that's, that's official. Um, actually, should I go back to something you were saying the other week, uh, about the lack of merchandise for it. That wasn't a Disney thing. That wasn't them being unprepared. Actually, that was a John Favreau thing. Um, he had said, we cannot have merchandise for the Mandalorian because he didn't want the, the child revealed to be spoiled by toys. Because as we know, historically, that's exactly what happens. Somebody Mm. will release a toy early or somebody will uh, leak a a prototype from a factory or something and everyone will be questioning what it is. So they weren't allowed to do anything until that episode had aired.
4: That's how we got all so excited about Jar Jar Binks.
1: See, there you go. It works both ways. Sometimes good, sometimes bad.
2: I remember Um, when... Force Awakens was getting released. We had all the products in the store, and it was like kept up on the third floor. It was all in black wrap, and we had to bring every single cast member down to sign an NDA that if they opened any of them or if they took any photos of any product or anything like that before the midnight launch of Force Friday, that they would basically have the air suit off them. That was fun.
1: I'm not being funny. Like I went to that launch in London, and that's where I met John Boyega and uh, Daisy Ridley. There was nothing yeah. in that first wave that was a spoiler. There was nothing in that first wave that wasn't already in the trailer. No. So that's madness to me, you know. Let, you know, I, uh, unless I missed the um, the um, hand Solo figure with stabbed action. Do you oh. know what I mean? I don't think there was one in that first product launch, but you know, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know, I know they, I know they get really um, funny about that kind of stuff. Um, But look, we saw it last year, you know, um, with Avengers Endgame. They released the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet two months before the film came out. So it does happen.
3: Mm.
1: And that wasn't, that was, that was opened by accident. Like somebody, somebody at Walmart had opened that, not looking at the box that says, do not put this out until April. And, uh, you know, on the shelves it went. So I get it. But let's talk about another thing that got revealed today on the first Monday, Monday. And that is the Lego Child. Mm. Has, any, has everyone seen the Lego Child?
4: Yeah.
2: I haven't, but I'm going to have you.
1: No, 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 Sinead. Oh. Do it tomorrow morning. And the reason I say that is because it is literally the stuff of nightmares.
2: Oh, no, I have to go look at it now.
1: They have taken the... Obviously, the everyone's favourite character from The Mandalorian. And you know, most people's favorite Star Wars character ever, and they've turned it into this Lego monstrosity.
2: Why does he look like Gizmo?
1: I mean, that's I mean, I don't even think he looks like Gizmo because Gizmo's cute as well. It just looks like a hot mess. And it is proof that not everything can be turned into Lego.
2: Oh, that is grim.
0: It looks like that stage between gizmo turning into a gremlin that's yes in between bit <laughs> yes it's not it's quite cute but it's not quite evil it's sort of <laughs> <laughs> like an eight-bit version
1: but you <laughs> yeah look, that's it <laughs> but the thing is you look at all the 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 mandalorian stuff you can buy right now, all the all the, the, all the child stuff you can buy right now right now all the companies have, have pretty much got at least some merchandise out so like builder Bears, one is really cute the at uh, the mattel range is really cute. The Hasbro range, which is just about to launch, is really cute. The little Black Series figures are really cute. Uh, The Pop Vinyls, they're really cute. And then you've got that. How is that the same as all of those other things? Just just awful. I mean, people give me stick a few months ago because I said that Mickey and Minnie set they did was quite nice. Those Lego characters.
4: You did deserve stick for that because they're horrible.
1: Right, but they're not as horrible as that. That's my point. That is one of the worst Lego products I've ever seen in I'm my life.
4: I'm not a massive fan of because it's is a similar phone to the brickhead things, isn't it? it they, I don't like them either. They're weird.
1: Yeah, I I I some of the brickheads I think work. Others don't work at all. Um with this um with this I mean they did they did the pog, didn't they, for um The Last Jedi. Maybe they're, yeah. they're doing a pog about that size, and that that kind of worked. It didn't look too bad. That's this, the right
4: shape, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think maybe that's it. It just it just doesn't work. The face is all wrong. It just looks weird. Don't don't waste your money, guys. Don't waste your money. Um, but Paul, I'm, I want to stick with you because um, something came out today. So I've already talked about the fact that I didn't see the Mandalorian trailer, but I did watch the trailer today and I need to ask you about it. Right. What the hell is WandaVision? <laughs>
4: what, you what, gonna is say that. what is it?
1: What is it? Basically,
4: basically by, from what I can work out, the storyline is, the character that, um oh, what's her name? Catherine Hound is playing, right. yeah. is a witch from the Salem Witch Trials, and I think Wanda goes to her at the beginning and makes a deal with her to bring Vision back. But then something completely goes off kilter, and they end up living through sitcoms from the 1950s all the way through until the 2000s for half a season, by all accounts. I mean,
2: I haven't seen the trailer for this, but the fact that it involves the Salem witch trials, I'm fully invested in it now.
1: And the fact it has Catherine Hayne in it is—I mean, I love her anyway. Yeah. she's always great. She's another one of those actresses that i know who it is i know who the, i know the name as well a lot of people won't know who she is but when you see a picture of you go oh her
4: yeah because
1: she pops up in loads of things she's brilliant um i mean this trailer i was i was already interested in what i'd seen of it previously and some of the stuff that's in this trailer we have seen in in um other footage that they've released for this yeah but seeing it as a trailer, I was just like, I've got no idea what the hell is going on. All I can say is bring it on. I yeah. I cannot wait. I I when they announced it, and I think we talked about it on here about what an awful title it is. And don't get yeah. me wrong, it is an awful title. Yeah. Um, but it's it kind of makes sense in a way because WandaVision does sound like the kind of crappy fifties sitcom you would have watched.
4: Yeah.
1: They you know, some of them did have really stupid names but it looks amazing it looks like they've done a really good job with it and i do of course love um and we have seen again a, a kind of clip of this before but i love the fact that we get scarlet witch and vision in completely comic book accurate costumes at one point as well yeah
4: that it's hilarious the vision one you can quite clearly see he's cut the infinity stone out of cardboard yeah it's, it's... and it's just
1: dangling there <laughs> it's it's brilliant and again it you know just like when you go to islands of adventure it just demonstrates once again why you have to change comic book costumes for the big screen because they look ridiculous yeah otherwise um but i've got no idea what the show is about all i can other than kind of what you've summed up that's what i kind of got from it as well but i i can i'm now almost anticipating that more than the second season of The Mandalorian. Yeah. because just...
4: so The rumour was that it was coming out in December but someone's managed to dig into the code on Disney Plus and it's apparently set for November. I so... think it's,
1: I think it's dangerous. I think that's dangerous because we've already got um, we've already got Mandalorian now. Yeah. And that's not going to run That'll, that'll probably run till December, won't it? I'm just trying to think of the... Yeah,
2: six episodes. Yeah. Oh, I'm assuming it's six episodes again.
1: It was eight episodes, wasn't it? Yeah. Was
2: it? Am I wrong? It oh, should boy.
3: take you right up until beginning of December, shouldn't
1: it? Oh, Sinead's, not, Sinead's not finished the first season of The Mandalorian. God, God, it should yeah. take you up
3: to Christmas, shouldn't it?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, the, fir- the, the the first season of The Mandalorian started on launch day, didn't it? Which I think was the 2nd of November.
4: But, but they, they had, didn't launch with one episode, did they? They launched
1: they, with they launched, they launched with one. Oh, they launched with two and then had the third on the Friday. Yeah, then I they think
3: hold, so. They held it back before the British launched, didn't they? They held yes. it back and then launched two episodes.
1: Yeah, in the UK. I think, in the yeah. UK. And then they changed one of the episode release dates so it came out the night before The Last yeah. Jedi, because, uh, before The Rise of Skywalker, because yeah. that there was something in that episode which didn't didn't tie into the film but it kind of explained something in that film yeah. um and then it was done i think boxing day or something i want to say so yes it's got to be if, if they if they run it like they did this time the first time around then we should be seeing that end just before christmas and i think running two big series at the same time bearing in mind one of the biggest complaints we've always had with disney plus is the fact that they don't uh,
4: uh, WandaVision is definitely con- out this year. They've already confirmed that.
1: Oh, yeah, no. What I mean is is that I would rather see it start as The Mandalorian is finishing up than have it come out while The Mandalorian is like halfway through its season. Yeah.
4: And the coding also specified that apparently Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out this year as well. Oh, for God's sake. By like the last day of the year, the first episode will drop on New Year's Eve. Okay.
1: I'd, be, I'd be all right
4: with that. Nice way to kick off the new year, yeah, and then of course, Loki's nearly done as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, Hmm. so that'll be early next year as well, I would imagine.
1: Mm. Finally, it's taken a while, but getting all that glorious content,
4: yeah, and casting for She Hulk is done as well.
1: Yeah, a bit disappointed if I'm honest.
4: Well, yeah, well when we all thought it was going to be Alison Bray. Yep. And it wasn't. Don't get me wrong, I've got friends that love Tatiana Masala, but...
1: I think I had that last last time I had a curry. <laughs> but...
4: She's
2: so great in Orphan Black, though. Like The See, 10 million characters she plays are amazing.
1: I've never seen Orphan Black, but I've seen bits of Orphan Black, and every time I saw her in it, obviously she was she was playing a different role yeah and that takes incredible skill so I'm not saying she's not talented I think it's just for me Addison Bree kind of looks that sounds horrible but she looked like <laughs> I was she
4: gonna
2: say, she looks Hulk <laughs> like she
4: looks big and grey
1: <laughs> facially facially you could just see her in that makeup and and also look let's be honest she wouldn't have been it. you know whoever's playing She-Hulk it, they won't be playing She-Hulk it'll be the Mark Ruffalo, you know, dotted suit and CGI'd, won't it? But yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, it's it's still a good choice. It's just not uh, not one that I was, I'm overly familiar with. So, yeah.
4: and now just waiting on the casting for Miss Marvel.
1: Oh, <laughs> what's that, Alison Brie? <laughs> you need a job.
4: <laughs> get uh, a I think she might be the wrong ethnicity.
1: Well, if they see i i don't know much about Miss Marvel, but i know i mean i I thought wasn't miss Marvel um an old english um white haired lady that used to solve crimes <laughs> or murders to be specific
4: alongside um, her curl
1: that's right exactly you know you know a no woman um but from what i've understood from this new Avengers game where you play as uh, miss Marvel, um she's Muslim
4: yeah
1: which i didn't i didn't realize is that is that a is she, was she always Muslim? She always or has or is... been,
4: yeah. Oh, okay. Um, She's a fairly new addition in the last 15, 20 years. She's not long running because originally Miss Marvel was Captain Marvel. Well, that's what I And thought, then she yeah. got promoted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I love to have sat into that job interview. <laughs> well, look, I mean, you know, your stats are really impressive you know yes. your sales records you're, you're shattering them you know it'd be wrong for me to not promote you mm-hmm. right now just don't photocopy your ass on the xerox <laughs> again that's all i'm it's all the same um no yeah, that'd be good yeah more more marvel content from characters like that yeah. I, at first i was kind of like oh, it's going to be oversaturating but you know what just bring it on especially with tv series they're so easy to watch yeah aren't they like that
4: so. yeah yeah Yeah, and they're all going to be very different I think
1: now did so. anyone on here watch while we're still talking about Marvel did anyone here watch Daredevil other than P-dubs I don't need you to answer P-dubs I know <laughs> full well about you um, but did anyone else watch uh, the, the Netflix Daredevil show
2: I definitely no. watched the first season of it but I don't I think I got a bit lost halfway through the second season
1: mm. Mrs D what did you say no sorry I didn't see that. No, don't have to apologise to me. apologise to Netflix. Mm -hmm. They spend the money. Sorry, Sorry. Netflix. Um, But I did see a rumour that um, Charlie Cox could be coming back to the MCU.
4: The contract has now ended with Netflix. They had to wait two years after the cancellation before they could use the character again. Um, There's been multiple rumours that we might see him in Spider-Man. Because obviously... Peter and and Matt were friends in the the comics, and Spider-Man is in need of a lawyer at the moment. That's true. Um, There was also rumours that he could end up facing off against Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk as well. Hmm.
1: Isn't she a lawyer? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So what you're telling me is, like, She-Hulk and Daredevil could be like the modern day equivalent of like Ali McBeal
4: yeah basically oh, oh that'd be amazing <laughs> oh Brilliant.
1: just make sure Peter Mac comes back and I'm in oh, I love me biscuit um Sinead was there anything else from you outside of the parks
2: um no not that I can think of
1: Mr. D no good thanks
4: Ups. Nothing for me.
1: Um, I mean, the only thing I, before we, we go is that the, the rumour is still that we could be seeing Black Widow as a um, Disney Plus Premier Access title. That keeps picking up steam.
4: With the with the, the money that Mulan's done, I wouldn't be surprised. Do we know what it's done yet? Um. It had done over. They'd worked out it had done something like two hundred and fifty million dollars on Disney Plus, Jeez. and it had done done nearly forty million in cinemas wherever it's it's been released. Wow! So just it, uh, probably just over three hundred million.
2: I think depending on how things go, COVID wise, for the next few months will kind of depend because I mean, there's only so long they can port something that they've played that much money into. And kind of hold it back. So, if it looks like cinemas aren't going to return to normal anytime soon, why not whack it onto Disney Plus? Yeah, surely at least they'll make some money back. Yeah, mm.
4: surely getting some money is better than it sitting there and not making anything at this point.
2: Absolutely, and if anything, I think the last few years have shown, and especially the amount of like kind of boutique cinemas that have popped up, is people will quite happily pay to see movies in a cinema setting that they've probably already seen as well. So they could then release it into the cinema when it's kind of safer to do so. Well,
1: yeah, We were just talking on here the other week. I mean, I haven't seen this week's chart, but you know, in the UK onward was still in the top five. That film yeah. has been available to buy on DVD since July.
4: And it's coming out on Disney plus next month.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you use a VPN, you could have accessed the American version of Disney Plus I and mean, been watching it all this time as well. Obviously, yep. I'm sure there's some legality there, but you know. Um, but you're right that if that 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 just proves you know that 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 is the case. If people want to go and see something, they'll go and see it at the cinema, regardless if there's another method of doing it. So we'll keep our eyes peeled, and who knows? Maybe we'll have an update for the next episode, but we will leave it there. Thank you so much for joining Uh, Sinead. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much for joining us on this journey. And uh, thank you for downloading, listening. Uh, Please leave us a review if you haven't done so already on, uh, on Apple. We're now on Amazon now. And, uh, and also we will hopefully see uh, some of you on the 26th of September as that's when we're doing, our next live show so uh details on facebook uh, or uh, messages on twitter we'll give you the details there as well so um we'll see you in a few weeks
3: yeah Cheerio. watch up on your Disney trivia
1: got to pause right there because my dog is scratching at
3: the door. <laughs> I hope he's going to get us out.
4: It sounds like he's trying to dig out. I haven't yeah. enough.
3: He's trying to escape.
4: You
1: know, this means I've got to do editing, right? Yeah, that's what it that means. I've got the uh, fucking editing. Leave it in. What? Yeah, what a... yeah just leaving that random pause. <laughs> 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 yeah,
4: we were talking. We were still talking. It's all right.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. I Don't need to... to
4: listen to what we were saying. I
1: can't wait to hear it when I leave it in completely unedited.